and welcome to our podcast. Today, me and Heine are going to talk about two different topics. Heine is going to talk about uh, human rights in Qatar, and I'm going to talk about racism in football. Yes. Uh, first, uh, I will start to say that football is the biggest sport in the whole world. I would agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, every four, fourth year, there is a uh, World Cup. Uh, like uh, the whole the, the whole world, like every every single nation uh, can uh, play football against each other. And uh, like every year, it's we they have to like have a place to play where the main uh, main matches will go. And uh, in two thousand ten, uh, they decided to have the men's World Cup in twenty twenty two in Qatar. Uh, but. There was many questions about that because how can they have like a World Cup in a country where without no football stadium uh, and uh, extremely hot climate uh, and like those things and they are going to have the world largest sporting event there. Uh, so, but like they decided, okay, it's okay. But you have to build a football stadium so, so we can play there. So um, they started pretty early, uh, but uh, as soon as they started, it was problems. Like uh, Qatar is a small country with a population of 2.6 million people, and where about 90% of those uh, 3.6 million are migrants is working without citizenship. So like, for example, uh, migrant workers from Bangladesh or Philippines, India uh, and Nepal are now building stadiums and subways, like roads and other infrastructure. Uh, they also work as taxi drivers, security guards and staff from the service industry. Uh, like, it seems okay, they are working there, uh, but there is some problems because they are working there uh, and they they got uh, taken away their passport and they are working illegal and so they can't uh, go back to their own country there are basically they have to work there and uh, it's uh, they are low paid and uh, it's uh, bad working conditions and they don't get uh, much food so they are just set there to work and build things for uh, the 2023 World Cup in Qatar. So um, many of the football teams started to like uh, uh, making together a boycott for this. So before each every game, they have uh, T-shirts uh, where it uh, stands like uh, "Stop the Qatar uh, mi- migrant workers" or uh, "Make football free" or like those things. Uh, that I uh, have about uh, the, the Qatar to do. And, um, and most of the matches played uh, so far in the World Cup is for the Qatar workers who are there to build the stadium just for, <laughs> just for the nations to play there. 
And uh, it's pretty sad, actually, I think, uh, like, uh, because of those workers, uh, we can play the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, it's um, very sad and uh, many, like both FIFA and uh, Amnesty, are working together to stop this. And uh, many nations have also said that we don't want to play the World Cup if we are going to play on the stadium where like migrant workers uh, have built it already. And uh, there are many reports from down in Qatar saying that uh, many are trying to escape, but, uh, but it's quite difficult and they get uh, harassed and uh, beaten and uh, like those things all the time. But uh, also Norway, uh, have also um, also said something about this, and uh, uh, the, the coach for the national team in Norway have said that uh, he won't play uh, more football if this uh, continues. And even like the leaders of Norway have uh, spoken to the leaders of Qatar, and uh, yeah, I would say it has helped in some ways, but uh, it's still uh, much uh, much uh, illegal working there, absolutely. So, uh, before the World Cup, uh, World Cup kicks off in November 2022, uh, all the migrant workers in Qatar must be protected from abuse and uh, explo exploitation. Because uh, without this, uh, like, uh, it's... Uh, we can't play there because there are it's wrong, uh, and uh, FIFA, like uh, they who like own football, uh, must take the human rights seriously and just don't think about money all the time. Actually, and so yes, to play in the World Cup, we have to get rid of those uh, migrants workers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't want to play in a stadium where. Migrant workers are forced to play, not forced to work just because I can play football there. I, uh, yes, that's true. Uh, I would feel horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to talk about racism in football. Uh, racism has always been a big problem in football. It is all the way back to the 19th century when Arthur uh, Wharton, he became first black uh, footballer or the first professional black footballer. Um, back then, black players were often abused by opponents and fans, but also by their own teammates and coaches. Uh, but speaking out against abuse then was not an option, as it could lead to them being excluded from their team. Um, and the, however, the media, they never reported on this issue. Um, so the outside world had no way of knowing what was going on um, on the field and with all this abuse. And back then, almost every black footballer faced some sort of um, racism. You couldn't really get away from it, unfortunately. Uh, there's still some racism in football today. I believe it has gotten a lot better. Uh, although in recent years, racism has been happening more on popular social media platforms, mostly on apps like Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and in the last few months, uh, a lot of players 
have faced um, racism on social media. You know, after almost every game, at least one black player has faced some sort of racism, either by uh, their own quote-unquote fans or an opponent's fans. Um, and it's it's just horrible. Uh, it breaks my heart seeing all this um, stuff happening, and especially in this sport that I really love. Um, it's very horrible. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to think about that. You are playing football, like or doing one thing wrong, and you get all those messages to you, like yeah. I'm gonna kill your family or. Uh, like those things, I'm gonna rape your whole family. It's oh, not too, not good to think about at all. And although they're not, I don't think they're being serious with the, those threats. It's still horrible to say, mm -hmm. uh, and you have to take it serious. I know um, the police have done investigations on uh, those kind of, kind of comments because it's it's not acceptable no. and it. You should get, in my opinion, you should get prison time for saying stuff like that. Yes, actually, uh, that's true. Because you're making very serious threats, mm -hmm. and even though you might be joking when you say it, um, the person you're sending it to might be might feel differently, and uh, we have to take that into consideration. Yes, I also think like. Uh, some black people that experience racism is actually like going out uh, saying it like showing that uh, racism is still a thing and I got uh, I, I, I got a message uh, from uh, from other fans uh, and uh, like standing up for it but some people like is hiding it I think yeah. like don't want to uh, say to the to the rest of the world actually. Mm -hmm. And I think like it's just it's it's not just black people, but I think it was like normal people if it's allowed to say that. Uh, like every single football player, I think have experienced some kind of uh, messages or something yeah. after a match if they have done something wrong. Mm. Uh, and um, for example, uh, for example, the formal our Arsenal keeper, uh, the goalkeeper there uh, after he. He, he conceded an own goal. He got a message where it basically stood that uh, he could go and kill himself. So it's just not black people, actually. No, and a lot of Asian people also face racism. It's not always uh, just black people. Uh, Latinos uh, and Asians also face discrimination. Not just football, but in reality as well, uh, mm -hmm. outside football. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, many football players are being abused by either fans or opponents' fans, and it's uh, it's, it's horrible. I um, I can't stand it. No, it's horrible actually.